This is News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. I am Maureen McGrath hosting this show for you. I'm a registered nurse in the area of sexual health. I'm a researcher, author, blogger at Fifty Shades of Pink and Straight Up. So go to my website, backtothebedroom.ca, to read what I have to say about your sex life and all of the patients that come into my clinical practice. And thanks for your emails. I am going to go through some of them. But Matt, true to form, I did get some emails about my my laughter, and there's three that say keep on laughing, basically. Oh, in the last the hour. That's yes, awesome. last hour. I agree. So, keep on laughing. Well, you know, I try to refrain every now and again. Um, but, you know, it's, it's good to um, be happy and see the humor in life. But not everything in life is funny, and there certainly are some serious subjects, and I can certainly get sad about certain things. I'm one of those people that has compassion, too much compassion. I feel too much. Uh, unlike narcissists, I'm like the opposite of a narcissist. Uh, so I actually feel other people's pain, a, a severe empath, and uh, and that can have its problems as well. So that's just a little something about me that you may or may not need it, have needed to learn. But uh, regardless, so not everything in life is silly, and certainly this subject is uh, is a very serious subject: sexual assault at any time at uh, of a person's life, whether it be on the college or university campuses or it's on the street or in a home or at a party or when wherever um, and one of the issues around sexual assault and we've seen so much of this in the news lately in particular uh, around uh, the Gian Gameshi case here in Canada as well as the uh, people that uh, have accused Donald Trump of groping them, harassing, and assaulting them. These women are coming out many years later. Many of them never reported to authorities. Uh, They may have talked to their friends about it, um, but when women do report sexual assault, uh, which they often don't do, the sad truth is that they are not always believed. Uh, Naz is a UBC alum uh, who has a special interest in sexual assault and sexual assault reporting and the impact it has on women's lives and and also the fear in which women live uh, because often the sexual assault is done by somebody that a person knows. Welcome to the studio, Naz. Thank you for having me. I'm very happy to be here. Uh, Well, thank you so much for talking about this subject with me because it is a very difficult subject. It is, especially right now. We're seeing a lot of it on the news. And uh, I mean, it's always been important, but right now it's you're getting at the heat of it at the elections, right? And with the accusing of Donald Trump. The allegations uh, against the, him, yeah, we'll the say, allegations yes. allegations against him and Clinton and all that. That's right. And they're going back to uh, Hillary Clinton's husband and yeah. saying that he, al- al- alleging that he has uh, harmed women as well. Um, and, and, but one of the big things, is that a lot of women who are assaulted or raped often don't report because one of the most common reasons is that they fear they're not going to be believed. They are also humiliated at what happened to them. And then one of the key points you and I discussed was they may not even know that they've been raped or assaulted. They don't even know it. Exactly. I think that's the problem. I mean, I was a student uh, first year. I I remember going to parties and, you know, you're under the influence and stuff did happen to my friends. And, you know, they were like, oh, but I was drunk or, you know, I was wearing something revealing or I liked the boy. I thought he was very attractive. 
or you know and all of these things and uh, but the here's the thing it's the fact that if you did not consent to something and someone does it willingly uh, th- does it anyway that's assault right that's right and so women can get very confused though because they yeah. can think they had sent the wrong message to somebody exactly and they think because they know somebody that he wasn't capable of assaulting them or raping them mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very unclear, blurry line because what, as as I was growing up, for me especially, you know, you think of a rapist as someone who just jumps at you at the bu- from the bushes and, you know, completely unknown stranger. But it often happens that it's someone that you know and you trust. And this was a friend of yours. This was someone that you felt close enough with or you ended up going to his house because you liked his company. That's right. Or you may have had sex with him before. Exactly. But that doesn't mean you consented every single time he decided to have sex with you. Exactly. And uh, just because you had consented before doesn't mean that, you know, you can't you have to consent every time after that, right? That's so. right. And that means saying yes. Exactly. Uh, agreeing to having sex with a person. Yeah, that you are completely able to say no, this is, or yes, that this, I want this or I don't want this. And if you didn't want it, no matter what circumstances you were under, it's no means no, right? That's right. And I think people, um, you know, they they. They don't realize just how common sexual assault and rape is. So I work with some forensic nurses, and they are on call seven days a week. There's a 24-hour service for forensic nurses. Only certain ones hit the media. These uh, these nurses are constantly called in. Like often when you're a medical person, you don't get called in that much, but mm-hmm. the uh, forensic nurses are called in to do the rape kits, and I use that term le- loosely because it's not really a kit it's a long process it can be a five six hour process sometimes uh to for women to be examined to to go through all of what had occurred to document everything appropriately so um these nurses are extremely busy and i don't think people realize just how dangerous any big city can be exactly i mean i think on college campuses one in three i read the stat it was like one in three females are sexually assaulted um almost on a daily basis it happens all the time and I did definitely see it when I was going through university where things would happen to my friends and they weren't sure if there was first of all rape to begin with and second of all what they should do about it that's right and they keep it secret because they think um if if this gets out then that person may retaliate even more my they live in fear Mm -hmm. and they and my life may be in more danger there was um when the allegations came out about Donald Trump uh, Kelly Oxford, a, a New York Times bestselling author, put out a tweet, and she said, uh, to those of you, um, any of you who have been sexually assaulted or raped in your life, share your tweets. I'll go first. And she said, if nobody responds, I'll take this feed down in 20 minutes, half an hour. She got 9.4 million responses wow. within the first 24 hours. I mean, I think it's a common situation that occurs to a lot of women. I remember sitting at a dinner in about a year ago and sat next to a person that the people at the table wanted to impress and he had his hands all over me I was literally physically picking up his hand and smashing it onto his thigh and so I got up and went to the washroom and then I came back and another woman sat next to him and she said do you want your seat back I said no thank you and then as we left she said I wonder what I did to give him messages he had his hands all over me I said listen he had his hands all over me and I saw him at another he was assaulting all of the women at the table Mm -hmm. and nobody said anything you know I mean I'm guilty myself I didn't say anything 
anything to uh, to anybody. But you know, it's uh, it, I can imagine as a twenty year old university student, you're scared to death. But I think here's why it's so important to report, right? Because if a guy, and it usually happens that these people that do these actions, they do it repeatedly. It's usually not a one instance, kind a one off, of, thing. a one on thing, mm-hmm. right? And that's why it's so important for girls to report because even though it may not go anywhere, unfortunately, it it still builds up a report of that person. So if the next person also reports, then that grabs police's attention. Like here, we have a problem, serious problem here. You that's know what right, I mean? exactly. And that's why it's so important to be reported right away, so you can. Uh, give all the relevant facts and you know discuss what happened to you and that's that's the most important thing about reporting it's not just uh, maybe for your obviously it's for your own benefit but that's it's right. also for others for Absolutely. other girls you're protecting other women that's right and I think as I'm real as I'm growing older I'm realizing how important it is for women to report and a woman may not be that ready to report right away but the, there are so many apps out there now Lighthouse is one and Callista is another that women can actually it's encrypted data they can they can tell their story into the app mm-hmm. uh, report that every uh, university student should really download one of those apps there's like 10 of them that that I'm aware of. Uh, those are the two that come to mind. And uh, and also, I think, uh, retain the services of a good lawyer. Because I, I know having, you know, utilized lawyers in the past, especially if it was a, an, a contentious issue, that they were able to burden some of the emotion that, you know, I was able to sort of give that emotion over to them. They were emotionless, but, <laughs> but, uh, but they actually somehow absorbed that. And, you know, they were taking care of it, of the issue for me. And, and so I think that can be very helpful. And then going to the police and just, and then we remaining quiet in terms of not talking about it with other people outside of the trusted circle um, that one must talk about. I think we learned that from the Giangameshi case as well. Definitely. I mean, uh, not to blame the victims there, but they did not follow what the court had ordered, which was do not keep in touch with the other victims, right? That's right. That was a a serious problem. And uh, also, I mean, there was a lot of problems with that case. For example, the police didn't investigate properly. The Crown didn't do their job as they were supposed to find out all the relevant cases all the relevant facts about the case and which was not done thoroughly in my opinion and uh, I think you know it's so important for women to write down all the relevant information right away that's right that way it's locked in Mm -hmm. you can look at it whenever you want just to you know remember when you're ready facts and when you're ready send it into the authorities exactly it, it is a hard thing Maureen to come out with you know oh absolutely like I'm from a Persian background I'm from an Iranian background and I can tell you that that's you know sexual assault that's not something that's very common or spoken about right it's common of course it is yes it's just not very spoken about it there's a stigma around that that's right I mean and you know a lot of girls worry what if I'm damaged goods you know what if I'm not worthy anymore I think Elizabeth Smart said that she said when she was kidnapped and and raped Mm -hmm. um, she said she felt nobody would want her nobody would marry her she felt dirty and a lot of women feel that way Naz I cannot thank you enough for having this conversation with me me. tonight on the air it's been great it's great to have uh, a kindred spirit in this uh in turning this giant ship around and making the world just a little bit better i'm maureen mcgrath you're listening to the sunday night sex show on news talk 980 cknw (laughs) 
I, I did sing. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. Welcome back. Thanks for staying with me. We are talking now about bodies, body image. And uh, body image is a big issue for women. Uh, many women feel their hips are too big, their butt is too large, or uh, uh, not big enough. Uh, stomach is not flat enough, thighs rubbed together. You know all those body image issues that women worry about constantly. It's difficult. Bathing suit season, sweater weather is way better. Uh, but, um, you know, trying on clothes and going to cocktail parties. We're going to have the holiday season coming up and, and then getting into bed with somebody. Uh, so we're going to start with the female body shape men find most attractive. Matt, what do you think it is? Uh, a bell or a pear? <laughs> no. <laughs> No, no. Skinny, skinny, anorexic, skinny. Really? Straight, yeah. Yes. Extreme thinness was perceived as the most attractive body type. And since this uh, prevails so heavily in the media and in culture today and fashion, uh, so that's, that's really the basis for uh, what lies behind this research that was done. So women with a BMI of 19, you want to have a BMI between like 20 and 25 to, you know, it's kind of a guide. It's a, it's a marker, but women with a BMI on this particular research, uh, study that was done, um, were the most attractive women. And that is the BMI that is typical of an 18 to 20 year old is between 17 and 20. With each decade, women uh, put on uh, a little bit more fat. And the research was done by Dr. Lobke Van Holt. And uh, yeah, so it's that was the uh, findings of this rather large study, uh, a, a rather vast uh, number of women. So that's what men find most attractive. Obviously not you. You like the No, pair. no, I don't <laughs> believe that one bit. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. So, you know, a lot of women uh, want to become thin, thin, but it's associated with youth. And so that's the idea behind it as well, that the thinner somebody is, the younger that they are, or perhaps reminiscent of, of youth. A lot of women gain weight as they age, uh, and they just kind of throw caution to the wind and, and eat uh, recklessly, and they really shouldn't, because it can impact mobility, it can impact, uh, you know, their performance in the bedroom, it can impact bladder health. Uh, so it really, women should pay attention to what they consume, what they put in their mouths, and uh, the exercise and getting adequate amounts of sleep and how much alcohol uh, you should consume as well, because it all can add unnecessary weight. And a lot of women, they reach 40, the age of 40, and they think, oh, you know, the weight is not coming off as easily as it used to, you know, and so they can have lots of problems in that uh, area. So, you know, and, and if you're in good shape, like you don't have to have a perfect body, you can have the apple, the pear, whatever. Um, but if you feel good about your body, that is the best aphrodisiac. That is the sexiest because, you know, regardless of body shape or size, if you're healthy and you present that, uh, and you feel good about yourself, you can have great sex and uh, be very attractive to a wide variety of people. So it's really that confidence that is sexy and that's that belief in your own body that um, that you feel good about it and that you're okay being naked uh, with the lights on. That's the, uh, that's the goal. <laughs> uh, anyway, so so most people also think that as women age, 
they don't like sex. Well, that's because that's basically my entire clinical practice. The only one that was sexually active actually left the practice. She um, she got better. Uh, but anyway, very. Uh, I, that's what I see. That's kind of my perception as well, that uh, the longer couples are together and the uh, older women get, they'll... They just don't like sex anymore, or they if they ever even really did. Like a lot of women report that they don't even like sex. And I think sex is better than a whole lot of things like like cleaning. I think sex is better. Just a bit. <laughs> yeah. And uh, laundry, sex. I kind of like laundry. Oh, no sex. It's, Come on. It's satisfying when all your clothes well, are clean. Well, it's kind of nice to throw it all in the washing machine, turn it on, that's it. Okay. Uh, emptying the dishwasher, nah, vacuuming, like, you know, all the things that we have to do, going to work. I mean, you know, sex trumps all of them, except perhaps voting in the U.S. election. That may actually beat sex. Um, but anyway, this year, anyhow. Um, but, you know, a lot of women are not socialized or educated to enjoy sex, and which is, which is a shame because it's very uh, beneficial. It will help you to keep your body in better shape as well. If you're sexually attracted to somebody and in a sexual relationship, you want to look after yourself. So I think there's lots of benefits. And many studies have linked physical problems like hormonal changes and vaginal dryness to dissatisfaction with sex after the age of 40 or 45. But there's a very small study, it was kind of interesting, that um, claims perhaps the opposite may be true. Uh, women become more satisfied with their sex lives between the ages of 45 and 60 because they have shed all of those unwanted ideas and thoughts and feelings and guilt and shame and thighs rubbing together. They don't care anymore. Um, that they are basically more comfortable with their bodies. That's why it's so important to be comfortable with your body, the body that you have been given. Make the most of it. Um, And they're also far more comfortable expressing their desires to sexual partners, their needs to their sexual partners, um, as compared to when they were younger women. Younger women will worry a lot more about the thigh rubbing together or like an inch on, you know, on the thigh, an extra inch. I mean, I've had like really thin women and they're just like, I don't want anyone to see my stomach or, you know, there's nothing there or my thigh or my butt. So this was a very small uh, study. It was, if you can even call it that, it was interviews that were conducted with 36 women between the ages of 45 and 60 because that's all they could find. They could only find 36 women between the ages of 45 and 60 who were actually having sex. I mean, I couldn't find them in my, I mean, I have thousands of patients over 14 years and I couldn't find 36 of them in my clinical practice anyway, maybe in my neighborhood. But um, anyway, they found that uh, these 36 women between the ages of 45 and 60, um, they enjoyed sex more than they did when they were younger. Here's the ticket, though. The sex was less frequent. So they were having less frequent sex, but they were enjoying it more. Hallelujah. So the author was uh, Dr. Holly Thomas. She's a professor at the University of Pittsburgh. And the reason that... um, These women were having better sex, if you will, less frequent, but felt better about it. They felt more confident and more comfortable in their own skin as they got older. Heck, they're probably like, you know, here I am, 50, and, uh, you know, is this all there is? Might as well have a little bit uh, more freedom and fun in the bedroom. And they had a better knowledge and understanding of their own bodies as they uh, got older. So they felt more comfortable and empowered to communicate, as I said, their sexual desires, their needs, what feels good to their part to them, 
to their partner. They may have brought some toys into the bedroom. That can always be fun as well. Uh, most of the other research we have has looked at uh, the problems, and that's what I see in my clinical practice. So low sex drive and vaginal dryness, I see a lot of that. Um, so anyway, it's uh, interesting that women after the age of 45 are expressing that um, at least through uh, face-to-face interviews and focus groups, that there was more to this picture than than had met the eye uh, previously. So there is hope. If you are with a woman who's 44, hang on, and she doesn't like sex, wait a year. It's going to get better. <laughs> Much like the weather, it's going to change, according to this study anyway. This is hopeful. Um, But anyway, so hopefully it's put a little smile on your face and a little hope in your heart. I'm Maureen McGrath. You are listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. When I come back, we're going to be talking about whether or not you're having an extramarital affair. Welcome back to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. I am Maureen McGrath hosting this show for you with the uh, fine assistance of Matt Hyland, my technical producer. Uh, so I do have some prizes to give out. You know, I love to give out prizes. Uh, <laughs> I just like to give, I'll just give anything away. Um, one time I gave my car away to three different people. I said, yeah, you guys can use this car for, for a week. And then I got a call in Mexico when I went away and they're like, do you know where your car is? I was like, uh, I'm in Mexico, so don't tell me anything. <laughs> they said, okay, it's the police. Okay. And then, uh, anyway, one of those people, I said, I have no idea where it is because I actually told three people they could use it. And one of those people had left it running. It was a push-button start. Anyway, on the street. So they found it. Anyway, that was all. But it was just running. No biggie. Well, well, it's against you're not the giving law. a car away today, are you? No, I'm not. <laughs> Definitely not. They were close. They were friends. Anyway, uh, but I do love to give things away, especially if you appreciate them. And last week we gave away some underwear, and we're going to get, I have some more underwear this week as well. A lot of women uh, leak urine, have some light bladder leakage. And so this fancy schmancy new underwear, and only, this is only for ladies, no guys. I, I know guys you like to wear underwear. Uh, ladies' underwear. I know it, okay? And that's fine. And one day I will bring some ladies' underwear for you guys to win, but this is not the day. Someone called and when you said that, they dropped a line, so. Seriously? It was a guy, right? (laughs) Anyway, so this is for ladies, and it's it's sexy. That's what I like about it. It's Vita Protection, and it's, um, it's sexy. And it it uh, fits all sorts of body types. I don't know what size one this is. It's probably a medium. It looks like a medium. It's lace. Yeah, it's medium. It's lace. And it has this little absorbent pad. And it's better than wearing um, pads, you know, like that you would have to buy at the drugstore, which are really expensive. And so you can buy like four or five of these <clears throat> if you leak urine when you run or, you know, just cough or sneeze, whatever. So give me a call, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. You can talk to Matt if you like. And or I'm also feeling extremely generous tonight. So you can call me if you would like to win tickets to the Vancouver Women's Conference. So give us a call, 604-280-9898 or star 9898 on your cell. That's going to be at the Fairmont Pacific Rim. It's going to be a blast. In fact, we're planning on uh, filming a pilot for a television show. Welcome to my world. And uh, so you get to be in the studio audience as well. Uh, is that an underwear caller, Matt, or is that a uh, uh, tickets caller? Uh, so it'll be a fun day, um, 9 to 5. Uh, is that for the underwear or for the, um, okay, it's a lady. 
Okay. Um, or you can call. Uh, but let me know why you want to come to the Vancouver Women's Conference as well. Uh, but you know what? You might want to come because you might want to learn about relationships. We're going to be talking about that as well. I have lots of powerful speakers coming. Premier Christy Clark is going to be there. She's a proud single mother. In addition to be the longest serving, to being the longest serving premier in Canada, um, and also Pamela Martin, Jody Vance, Fiona Forbes. Uh, Jody Vance from CKNW here, Fiona Forbes, Mary Zilba, Jill Prescott is going to share a very incredible story about why it's not a good idea to teach women to keep secrets. I uh, have lots of physicians, women's health specialists coming, uh, fertility parenting. We have Kat and Nat coming from Toronto. They are hilarious. They're going to give the perspective on parenting, like why mommy drinks because of daddy. Anyway, so they are absolutely hilarious. So it should be a great day. And of course, it'll be action packed, fun filled, because that's basically every day of my life anyway. And so the only problem is like, I'm adding so much stuff to it. But uh, it'll be fun. And there'll be lots of products there to help you with this life that you're leading. And all the issues that you're having There's going to be beauty products and no more wet spot and mascara and um, eyebrow tattoos. Anyway, all the fun girly stuff. Um, way more than that as well. Womanizer is going to make her appearance there. Uh, so if you have been dying for a womanizer or you just wanted to buy one for yourself, wrap it up, put it under your Christmas tree for your lover, your husband, your partner to give you. This is the place to get them. Uh, so anyway, hopefully you'll join us down there at the Fairmont uh Pacific Rim on November 12th. Okie dokes. So uh, what if uh, you are married or in a relationship and uh, the sex is dwindling and you're not having that much sex maybe. You've been married like three weeks, a long time, and things have uh, waned. No, just kidding. Um, But, you know, for whatever reason, people deal with finances, kids, mortgages, in-laws, jobs, they're working 14-hour days, they're tired, you know, there's nothing like sex, Um, and they, you go to work, and there's a lot more women in the workplace these days, and it's a very common place where people meet uh, and have affairs, social media is another place as well. Um, so there's the lust only affair, and that is the one that is strictly about sex. And if you can have two people that enter into a lust only affair and keep the emotions out, uh, maybe two people who are married to other people, and then I'm not condoning this. I'm just saying this is the way that it is. It can feel really intense and it's generally really intense at the beginning. Uh, but it may also be the one that, uh, flames out rapidly. Uh, so, you know, it's, uh, somebody who's not feeling that sexually alive and then they stumble upon somebody else in life. There's an instant attraction. It's involuntary sexual desire and sexual attraction. You can't help it. And I mean, you try to be disciplined and you try with all of your might to exert your willpower, but you just can't. Um, And so that's that sex only one. And there are some people who actually can do that and just meet for sex that same time next year kind of thing or same time next week is more like it. Um, Affairs are really common. They have been happening since marriage, basically. It was like an antidote to marriage. Uh, Then there's the I'll show you affair. This is the revenge affair. This is um, when somebody has, you know, deep seated anger uh, and resentment toward their spouse 
after years of an unhappy marriage. Uh, maybe somebody feels unaffirmed, ignored, or treated poorly, or disregarded. That's a big thing. Um, a lot of men, you know, you think that they cheat for the sex, but they actually cheat because they don't feel valued. They don't feel appreciated. That Maybe the kids have arrived, and all of a sudden they're ignored. And so that's a very common reason. But then there's the revenge one as well, and that's kind of when one of the uh, one of the people in the couple has had an affair and the other one finds out about it and then that one decides to have a revenge affair. And so it's kind of even the playing field a bit, you know, which is which is only fair, uh, really. There's no other way. Uh, then there's the just-in-the-head affair. Um, can you actually call it an affair if lovers don't have sex? There is that emotional affair. And you can become very close with somebody, very intimate, flirting, um, you know, it's getting, talking to uh, somebody, sharing secrets about your marriage um, or issues or your struggles at work or your struggles with family. Um, and then you you kind of go outside and you're telling your problems to somebody else. That's actually one of the most dangerous affairs that there is when you're emotionally connecting with somebody. A lot of people will often come to me and they'll say... Um, that they, you know, their partner had, um, you know, was texting with somebody else or sexting, but they were so glad that he never actually had sex with the person. But, you know, when they've gotten emotionally connected, that's actually um, more dangerous. I, I always think, had he had sex with her, it would have been less dangerous. Uh, so um, then there's the all in the family affair. And that's like you married the sister and you actually wanted the other one. <laughs> you, mar you married one twin and wanted the other one. Uh, you know, it can be a relative to be um, honest with you. And it can really uh, hit. Uh, but I have Nemo on the line. Hello, Nemo. How are you? I'm fine. Thanks. How are you? Good, thank you. I just wanted to comment on um, your first conversation about, well, one, body type, and two, but more importantly, uh, my husband and I have been married 29 years, and I think it's just very important to remember that, you know, to be creative and not to give up and just say, okay, look, I'm just not in the mood, but just to just to go, like, try and have it as organic as possible, like put on some jazz music or do, do something, if you don't do that, do something out of the ordinary, do... Um, something that entitle it like like tantalizes that's the better word um, your spouse or your partner that you've been with for so long because just because you're not married for 29 years you might have been together that long but um, I'm a 49 year old woman and hitting all those things that you're talking about but at the same time I think it's so important to just think outside the box do something different I could not agree with you more absolutely you know, I think men and women need up. to dress up and right, uh, actually exactly. make it fun, maybe bring some toys into the bedroom, exactly. uh, maybe take take it outside of the bedroom, the shower, the yep. bathroom, the playroom, yep. the backyard, yep. the deck. I mean, there's yep. many places out there. The car, go head back right. to the car. <laughs> right, exactly. And the thing is, the thing is that missionary style is, you know, very highly unlikely. That's like the boring thing. And so maybe like when, when we were first, when you're first together, you're going, oh my gosh, I can't believe we're doing it. But then you know, get creative and be, and I think the other thing is that to be able to communicate with your spouse and say, this is what makes me feel good, or you know what, that's, 
right now that really hurts, but this might be okay. You know, just just try something different. Try something new because I, I just think giving up and, you know, if you're able to communicate with your spouse, because I know things about um, having an affair and whatever, and that's very that's a very difficult situation as well, but I really do believe it's all in the communication. Oh, absolutely. I could not agree with you more, and it's such an important aspect. And, and this is one situation in life when flip-flopping may actually come in handy. It may not work in the U.S. presidential election, yeah. but it certainly can work in the bedroom. Thank you so funny. much. Because my husband's American, so there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Great. <laughs> oh, well, thank you so much, Nemo, for your call. I really appreciate it. Great information. You heard Nemo. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. You feel like heaven to touch. I want to hold you so much. I may have nailed that one. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. We're talking about sex and a marriage and a relationship and an extramarital affair. It's often the reason people go outside of the relationship, but not always the reason. Uh, one of the most... Uh, most confusing affairs that can happen is the it's not really an affair affair. Uh, we are, as humans, we're expert at creating illusions for ourselves and others. Um, and this is a, an affair where one person is available and the other one isn't. So, for example, one would leave their marriage and the other one wouldn't, but yet they have an extramarital affair. Uh, and one is hoping against hope that the other will leave the marriage but the other one won't. Or the one could be single and the other one is married, and so that person is unavailable. Um, and so I, I often uh, see women in my clinical practice, and they you know, they will repeatedly have affairs with married men. And they, you know, sometimes I've seen some of these patients over three or four years, and they will tell me, because I document, you know, I'm, I'm writing notes, and I can go back on their chart, and they will they say the exact same words, about Bob from three years ago as they are about John from the present person they're having an affair with. And that, and I try and explain that oftentimes married men will say to a woman what he needs to say to the woman to keep her on the line, to keep her having that affair with him. And so sometimes they know that they have to, uh, you know, tell them that they love them or tell them the most beautiful person, that they've never met anybody like that, that, and it's all just so that they can continue that affair. And nine times out of 10, these particular men do not leave uh, their marriages. And so you often hear people say, it's not an affair, it's a relationship, but it's actually an affair. And so um, this, you know, women can get very hurt in in this setup um, because they truly believe that their lovers, lovers will leave their spouses, but more often than not, they don't. And then they finally come to the conclusion, he is never going to leave her, and what am I doing in this? And basically, things start to change after a couple of years. Then there's the mind-body affair, and this is the most dangerous one of all for all lovers existing relationships because this is the one that is most likely to lead to divorce. It's so powerful because it encompasses everything, the sexual, the emotional, the intellectual, the spiritual. You may have felt you have met this person in another life. They are the true soulmates. And this can really uh, just dissolve two marriages because, and that can be very hurtful, especially when uh, there are children involved. This mind-body type of affair is the most threatening 
to any marriage because it feels so right. And that's why it's so important that you marry the right person at the beginning and that you're sexually attracted to them and that sex is the most important part of it, not what kind of job they do or where they're from or how much money they have or the kind of car that they drive. It doesn't. None of that matters. Um, So this is the type that leads to divorce and remarriage. But often this ends up to be a very successful um, marriage. So uh, something else that will impact a a sex life is um, unresolved conflict. I talk about that quite a bit, but this sort of deep-seated anger and resentment. And that's why it's really important to communicate and talk about what bothers you. Uh, I'll often say to women in particular, you know, if you you're upset with your husband about this. Uh, did you talk to him about it? Oh, no, I don't want to anger him. I don't want to upset him. They have a million excuses why not to. And then things just fester. So, you know, the, uh, they may actually end up having an affair. You may have found out, you may have found your husband sexting with somebody or texting somebody else, um, you know, looking at uh, checking out their computer or their phones or whatever. Uh, and so trust is an issue in the relationship. But you might assume that you can isolate and, and both people, the person in the affair might might assume that they can isolate that affair from the rest of their lives. Men often think that they can just carry on like on this parallel highway where they have the marriage and the wife and the kids and the job and the house, and then they have the affair and that those two things can, can go along. But um, there's, they give very little thought to consequences. But then, um, you know, some affairs are actually psychologically healthy because it can help you leverage out of a destructive or a deadened relationship that is beyond the point of renewal. It also can, a lot of people say that it increases the spark in the marriage. Um, So an affair can make somebody feel desirable, feel wanted, feel happy. They may bring bring a better mood back home. Again, I'm not condoning this. I'm just saying this is what this is what occurs. So um, but you have to recognize an affair. If if you or your partner have had an extramarital affair and have been caught, if you will, um, God bless those who have not been caught and just carried on, went back to the marriage. Lucky you. Uh, that's um, fantastic. But um, keep in mind that, you know, an affair is often a sign of issues in the marriage. It can help renew your relationship with your existing partner. It can spur you on to confront what you really want from your existing partner and motivate you to try to create that. So, um, you know, don't don't give up. Don't feel like you, you know, you're you're a horrible person because you went outside of your marriage. Um, that's just a social construct. Um, you know, it's judgment of other people. People do not walk in your shoes and they don't know uh, what has gone on in the marriage. And often, you know, people are, uh, they may be verbally abused. They may be disregarded. They may not um, feel valued. They may be emasculated. A lot of men Um, feel emasculated in a relationship. So there's always a reason for beginning an affair, and it relates to some issue in your existing relationship. So keep that in mind. But it's always better to face problems and resolve them first before you uh, always... Uh, use your treatment for your problem as uh, an extramarital affair. I'm Maureen McGrath. You're listening to the Sunday Night Sex Show on News Talk 980 CKNW. And me, let's talk about... Welcome back. It's... uh Two hours of sex. It's over. I'm exhausted. How are you? <laughs> Cigarette, anyone? <laughs> anyway, I'm just kidding. Uh, I did want to say I, I've gotten a number of emails, <laughs> and uh, and I keep forgetting them, but uh, one of them, I'll just read a few of them. My wife treats sex like an itch. She has to scratch once every six months. I want to have sex twice a week. She wants to give me sex twice a year. A year. Yeah, it's not working. Okay, that was one email. 
And um, and then I had I did t- do a little subject about bald men, and um, he wrote, "Hi, Noreen." I just wanted to correct you. My name is Maureen. <laughs> I just heard you talk about bald men. I am a bald man and, in fact, started going bald around 19 or 20. I'm now 40, almost 41. When it first started to fall out, I was stressed. But as more and more fell out, I got used to it. Now I can hardly don't. Now I got used to it. I hardly have don't have any. I don't even get normal haircuts anymore because I don't have enough hair. I just get a buzz cut as often as needed. Okay, thank you, JF, for that one. And um, there's uh, also another gentleman wrote something about women and marriage. And he said, and marriage is the one thing that kills desire in wives. Yes, this is the exact point I am making. A woman's desire falls once inside of a marriage. I'm not sure he could get any men to agree with that. Uh, But uh, this was probably my favorite. Um, Well, I'll get to my favorite afterward. I did have somebody ask me, this could be my favorite too. She asked me about uh, to do, and I'm going to do it next week on the show. Um, What about blood thinners, being on blood thinners and for for women who enjoy rough sex? So I think that's a great subject. I'm going to address that next week. Um, But uh, you remember my TEDx Stanley Park talk that I did. I don't know if you remember what I was wearing, Matt, but I had on a a rhinestone necklace. Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Okay, you can borrow it anytime. But anyway, this was one of my favorite um, comments on that feed. And I have to do it in the Australian accent because I believe she was Australian or New Zealand. So I'm just going to take a shot at it. And she wrote, what did she rub the queen? Look at that necklace. She must be giving it up on the regular. Why is it? (laughs) Okay. So I just want to say this, that, uh, uh, I'm not giving it up on the regular. Okay. Uh, don't give it up on the regular for anybody else. Give it up for yourself on the regular, okay? And buy your own necklaces, ladies. Depend, don't ever depend on a man for money. And the necklace was like 50 bucks. <laughs> <Not to, laughs> it's rhinestones, of course. Anyway. It looked pretty I, sparkly. I uh, thought that. Really sparkly, yeah. huh? Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, she must be giving it up on the regular. I loved it. Uh, anyhow, so those are um, just some of the comments that I hear from you. And, and uh, also I'm going to be talking about... Um, I had another email, a 23-year-old female struggling with getting physically aroused her entire life. She's found porn, but only rough porn can arouse her. We're talking about a lot of rough sex tonight, but we're going to talk about that next week. And uh, don't forget, go to the VancouverWomensConference.com if you want to get some tickets. Email me if you want the promo code, nursetalk at hotmail.com. Um, go to my website, backtothebedroom.ca. Follow me on Twitter, at back, the number two, the bedroom. Go to my blogs. I, I write all about this stuff, so um, head on down there. I don't actually know how to add posts to uh, Straight Up just yet, but I'm learning, so I have to have someone help me so it's not as much, it's not going up as, as prolific as I am. Anyway, anyway, nonetheless, when you stumble on this gravel road of life, make it part of your dance. Thanks so much for being with me, Matt. Thanks for all of your technical production tonight. Always a pleasure working with you, and always a pleasure being with you, so have a sexually healthy week. Get back to the bedroom. Come on now, give it up on the regular. <laughs> Vancouver's News, Vancouver's Talk. This is News Talk 980 CKNW.